This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue in the series, Essentials for Living. In these lessons, Pastor Rick shares the power you need to live on, the principles you need to live by, and the purpose you need to live for, so that you're truly living and not just existing. First, we're excited to let you know that very generous friends of Daily Hope have stepped forward with a special $25,000 matching grant. That means any gift you give to help Daily Hope share God's Word with people everywhere will be doubled. So contact us right away. Go to PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004 while you listen to today's broadcast. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with the final part of a message called How to Connect with People. Now the Bible says in Proverbs 25, 5 and 6, Better is open rebuke than hidden love, and wounds from a friend can be trusted. In other words, if you really care about the relationship, sometimes there is only one alternative. Confront. Force the issue. Force the argument. Sometimes that's the only alternative in a relationship that's going south. You have to force the issue and you have to confront in love and be willing to put up with the pain. So let's get real personal right now. Some of you are scared to death of what I'm going to say. (laughs) Who do you need to get honest with? What problem in your relationship are you pretending isn't a problem? What problem? I don't see any problem. It's sitting there right in the living room. Everybody can see it, but what problem? I don't see it. And you keep skirting around the issue and not dealing with it, not confronting it, and just living in pseudo-intimacy. Which of those issues do you need to be candid about? You see, there's another word for keeping the peace. It's called codependency. And that is not a good thing. And that is not what God created you for. Sometimes you must care enough to confront. Tom's going to talk about the next one. There were three uh, pastors that got together and decided to work on this honesty thing. They sat down in a small group and said, let's just be honest. Let's Let's just be honest with each other about what our greatest struggle, our greatest sin is. The first guy launched things out by honestly saying, you know, I struggle with lust. I, I always have. And, and, I, and I honestly have had some very, very evil thoughts lately. The next guy said, well, since you were honest, I, uh, I struggle with materialism. And I, I honestly, I'm, a, I'm in debt up to here. The third guy looked at him and said, well, I struggle with gossip. And I honestly can't wait to get to a telephone. <laughs> <laughs> if relationships are going to work... Number five, we have to be confidential with information. Why? Because Proverbs 11.13 reminds us that a gossip betrays a confidence. But a trustworthy man, a trustworthy woman keeps a secret. Are you the kind of person who can keep people's confidences so that they can, they can trust you? We, we tend to think of gossip as one of those little sins. You know what I'm talking about? The misdemeanor sins. They're sort of down here on the list. But when God talks about gossip, he puts it on the list up with things like Sexual immorality and murder. Why? Because it is so destructive to relationships. 
Gossip can tear a friendship apart, a family apart, a church family apart. More churches have been destroyed by gossip than persecution. More, more friendships have been destroyed by gossip than any other kind of disloyalty. It's incredibly destructive to relationships when you, when you trust someone and then find out you couldn't trust them. Now, what's so destructive about it? My favorite story about gossip has always been of the man who went to the rabbi and confessed the sin of gossip and asked him, what, what penance can I do for this sin? And the rabbi said, here's what you do. You take this feather pillow and walk up on this mountain, rip it open, and just let the feathers fly everywhere. The man did that and came back and said, is that it? And, no, said the rabbi. Now I want you to go pick up every feather. That's what gossip does. It just goes everywhere. You don't know the impact that it's having, but it's tearing relationships apart. It's tearing you apart in ways that you don't realize. Now, what is gossip? When we talk about what is gossip, let me give you a definition. Gossip is talking about a situation with somebody who is neither a part of the solution or a part of the problem, neither one. If they're not a part of the problem, if they're not a part of the solution, and you're talking with them about it, that is gossip. And if we're honest with ourselves, what we're doing is we're making ourselves feel a little bit more important at somebody else's expense. We're talking about their hurts and their problems to make us feel like we're a little bit morally superior to them. That's the danger in the hurt of gossip. Gossip is such a dangerous thing that one of, the, uh, one of the values that we have in our small groups at Saddleback is that we keep confidences. That small group, whether it's our recovery group or any other kind of group, it's a place where you can come and talk about what you're facing in your life, and that stays within the group because this is such an important part of relationships. There's a story in the Old Testament about a family that struggled with gossip. You remember Moses from the Old Testament? He had a sister named Miriam who one day got caught up in gossiping about Moses amidst the rest of the people. God called them in as a family, Moses and, and Miriam, and, and stood them in front of him and had a little talk. And he talked with Miriam and told her what she'd done wrong, and immediately on the spot, he gave her leprosy. Now some of you are thinking, that sounds terrible, but I'd like that to happen to the person who gossiped against me. Not, not leprosy, but really bad stomach flu, something where they really knew how much this hurt. You know what God did next? God invited Moses to pray for Miriam's healing, the one who gossiped against him. Some of you, you've been deeply hurt by gossip, things that have been said around the office or things that have been said in a breaking of a confidence even with a, a Christian friend or in your family. And, and what God would say is pray for that person's healing that gossiped against you so that you can be released from the hurt that's come into your life. Others of you, you've been the one gossiping. You've been, you've been the one who has been sharing things about other, other people. And this story is in the Old Testament to remind us how serious this is and, and how hurtful it can be to people. So whatever side of this you are on, the truth is when, when you keep confidences, it makes relationships much more healthy, enables us to keep connecting to one another in healthy and genuine ways. Final key to connecting is to be committed. You must be committed to the relationship because good relationships take time. They don't happen by accident. They take cultivation, they take work, and it takes a lot of time to build a deep connection with somebody. And that requires commitment. I could not count the number of times that either Kay or I have felt like walking out of our marriage, particularly in the early years. I just couldn't count it. Because there were so many times we just thought, this is not worth it. We're just from such different planets, and we're so different. This, this marriage could never possibly work. 
And we were both tempted many, many times. But we didn't. Why? Because we had made a commitment. You see, we took a vow one day, and it went like this. Till death do us part. And I made that vow not just to Kay, I made that vow to God. And so we said, we're going to keep this commitment if it kills us. <laughs> it nearly did. <laughs> many, many times, nearly did. And I have to be honest with you, there were, have been times in our marriage that the only thing that kept us together was simply that commitment. It wasn't love, it wasn't interest, it, wasn't, it was simply a commitment we had made to God. I am so glad that we did not give up. I am so glad because today my wife is my best friend. I'd much rather spend time with her than any of you. <laughs> now, I can still remember the times that I would have spent time with anybody except her. Anybody. But she is my best friend. And I honestly, I cannot imagine my life without her. And um, the, to be fully understood by somebody and have them fully accept you and to have that kind of soul intimacy is such a rare thing in this world. And the satisfaction that comes from it is, honestly, I can't describe it to you this morning. But I will say this. It is not an accident. We worked hard for our marriage. And we still work at it. And we have been through that tunnel not once or twice, hundreds of times, where you work out the next issue in your relationship and the next issue in your relationship and the next issue in your relationship. And you keep at it because you love each other and you love God and you've made a commitment. And that takes commitment. And if you want to get beyond shallow, superficial relationships, you've got to be willing to stick with it. Some of you, your relationship right now is hanging on by less than a thread. Some of you are already in the separation stage, physical separation. Do not give up. We have a miracle-working God. The same God that raises the dead can raise a dead relationship if you're willing to be changed. But it takes a commitment. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Rick will be back in just a moment with the rest of today's lesson. You can sign up for Pastor Rick's free email devotional at PastorRick.com. That's PastorRick.com. Do you desire more of God? He desires more of you. Let me ask you this. How's your relationship with God right now? Maybe you're walking closely with Him and you feel energized and alive. Or maybe you feel disconnected, like you're just going through the motions. Pastor Rick says if you want to stay connected and even deepen your relationship with God, you need to be intentional. That's why every year, Pastor Rick personally goes through a spiritual renewal study. And now he's made that very same study available to you. It's called Going Deeper with God, a personal renewal retreat. In this very special resource, Pastor Rick will personally lead you on a spiritual journey that brings you closer to God. 
Together, you'll go through a series of audio lessons, and after each session, you'll take a little time to reflect and complete exercises in the companion workbook. Through this retreat, you'll experience a renewal of life within you. God will restore your joy as He renews, refreshes, invigorates, and revives your spiritual life. You'll never be the same again. When you give a gift to Daily Hope, you're helping share the hope of Jesus with people everywhere. And right now, your gift will be doubled by a $25,000 matching grant. Call 800-600-5004, or you can visit PastorRick.com and we'll send you Going Deeper with God, a personal renewal retreat to say thanks. Again, that's 800-600-5004 or PastorRick.com. Be sure to let us know the call letters of this station when you give a gift to help meet the matching grant. Now, back to more from God's Word with Pastor Rick Warren. The Bible says this in Proverbs 17, 17, a friend loves at all times. Circle that word all. That means even when it's inconvenient, even when you don't feel like it, even when, you, when they don't deserve it, even at personal cost. That's what real friendship is all about. And when you're blowing it and you're making a mistake, friends are in your corner when you're cornered. And they see you through when everybody else thinks you're through. And they walk in when everybody else walks out. And they are there with you, even when you don't deserve it. And by the way, genuine friends take sides. If ever you get in an argument with somebody and you got a friend who goes, well, now, I'm, I'm going to stay neutral in this. I'm not going to take sides. They're no friend. Listen, friends take sides. Friends are in your corner when you're cornered. They don't say, well, I'm just going to stay neutral in this. That's not much of a friend. The Bible says in Proverbs 18, 24, a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. It's talking about commitment. Now, what does this mean? A man of many companions may come to ruin. Well, you know what? Your socializing can keep you from having deep relationships. You can be so busy networking, so busy contacting, so busy socializing, so busy making acquaintances that you never spend the time and the energy and the effort to cultivate the deep, satisfying intimacy of a good friend or a good wife or a good husband that comes from taking the time to do it. Now, it's not wrong to have a lot of acquaintances, but they can keep you so busy that you don't develop any vital close relationships. Let me say it like this. You don't need a lot of friends to make it in this world. You just need a few good ones. You don't need a whole lot. So focus on quality, not quantity. You can have lots of acquaintances. That means nothing. Take it from somebody who knows. I know thousands, if not ten thousands, of people. One good friendship is better than ten thousand acquaintances on any day, any day of the week. Because the acquaintances aren't going to be there in the crisis. They're not going to be there when you need them, but the friends will. And every important close connection begins with a commitment. So here's my question. Who are you committed to? And who knows it? Have you ever gone to any single individual besides your spouse and said, I just want you to know that I will always be there for you, and I mean it? 
Have you ever said that to anybody? Have you ever established that kind of intentional commitment? Say, I want to grow close to you as a friend. Let me say this particularly to men. Do you have anybody in your life who holds you accountable? Do you have anybody who has the freedom to be candid with you? As I said earlier, if you don't, I feel sorry for you. You say, well, I got a lot of friends. No, I'm not talking about that. Oh, I got a lot of acquaintances. I'm not talking about that. Do you have anybody that you are committed to them and they are committed to you and you know that and they know that? And they're going to be with you and you're going to be with them. You say, Rick, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just too busy. I don't have time for that. Then you're too busy. Let, re, let me remind you that the ultimate issue in life is not accomplishment, but relationships. Not accomplishments, but relationships. When you get to heaven, God is not going to say, what did you accomplish? And go, oh, boy, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> Whew! We've got a special place for you. It fits the size of your head. <laughs> when you get to heaven, God isn't going to say, show me all the things you did in life. God's going to say, how did you treat other people? Because if I have not love, I am a sounding brass and this tinkling cymbal. You may be accomplishing all kinds of things, but if you're stepping on people while you're doing it, it doesn't matter. In fact, it's bad. So here's the bottom line. You need people in your life who will do these six things for you. You need people who will be courageous and considerate and constructive and candid and confidential and committed. But the only way you're going to get these kind of people in your life is you have to be that kind of person. You can't expect other people to treat you this way if you don't treat them that way. You need people in your life who do these six things. Question. Where are you going to get them? PTA? <laughs> the bowling alley? Nearest bar? You know, the more I understand human behavior, and the older I get, and the more I understand the deepest needs of human being, the more I am impressed with the brilliant concept that God created called the church. And I am more convinced than ever before that God made the church to meet your deepest needs that cannot be met anywhere else. There is no other place that can meet the needs that the church can meet in your life. Now, here at Saddleback, we have a safe place where you can develop these kind of relationships. It's called small groups. Somebody said, Rick, when are you going to stop talking about small groups? when you start going to one. Okay? The moment you get attached. I'm not saying this to convince you because I need you to go. I don't need you to go. You need to go. And as your pastor, I care about your emotional, spiritual, and physical well-being. And I happen to know that the only way certain needs in your life are going to be met is if you get into close, connected community with a few people who are candid and confidential and committed and considerate, and courageous, and constructive in your life. And that's called a small group. You know that if you attach two horses together, they can pull about 9,000 pounds of weight. But if you attach four horses together, they can pull not twice the amount, 18,000, they can pull about 30,000 pounds of weight. That's called the power 
of synergy, where that the whole is greater than the parts. There are some problems in your life that you are never, ever going to solve on your own. But when you get in a close relationship with a few other people who can help you, pray for you, encourage you, the power of synergy creates, and there are problems that have never been solved that will be solved simply by getting in relationships. Probably the best-known psychologist in America, Christian psychologist Larry Crabb, he wrote in this book, Connecting, which I highly recommend. He says, when two people really connect, something is poured out of one and into the other that has the power to heal the soul of its deepest wounds and restores it to health. The one who receives experiences the joy of being healed, and the one who gives knows the even greater joy of being used to heal. Something good is in the heart of each of God's children that is far more powerful than everything bad in the world. It's there, waiting to be released and works its magic. But you have to be connected. Now, at every stage in your life, you're going to need these kind of relationships. You're going to need a group of people for different reasons and different ways. You need to get connected. Let's bow our heads. Father, thank you that we don't have to go through life all alone. Thank you for the thousands of people who've made life-affirming connections through the small groups at Saddleback. For those who think they're too busy, Lord, help them to wise up. And thank you most of all for the connections that we have through you, Jesus Christ. In your name we pray. Amen. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We're so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. Rick will be back to close out our time today, but first, we have some really exciting news. Generous friends of Daily Hope have offered a $25,000 matching grant. That means whatever amount you give to help share the hope of Jesus worldwide will be matched up to $25,000. So 25 becomes 50, 100 becomes 200, and 500 becomes 1,000. Whatever amount you give will be doubled by the grant. But don't wait because we only have a few days to meet this match. Any amount not met will be lost, so please act quickly. Call 800-600-5004 or you can visit PastorRick.com and we'll send you Going Deeper with God, a personal renewal retreat to say thanks. Again, that's 800-600-5004 or PastorRick.com. Be sure to let us know the call letters of this station when you give a gift to help meet the matching grant. Here's Pastor Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. Today, I want to share a letter from a new listener, Sherman, who's in Tennessee, and he writes that he and his wife use daily hope to study God's Word together. Here's what he wrote. Just recently, a friend of mine turned me on to your Daily Hope devotional and also gave me your CD series on the Lord's Prayer. And wow, together, my wife and I now listen to Daily Hope podcast. We take notes, we pray, we have great conversations about all the biblical teachings that we get from you, and we both look forward to that time of being encouraged and challenged and instructed. Now, I know, Pastor Rick, that it was through the giving of other people that made it possible for me to hear the Daily Hope teaching. And so now I want to make an eternal investment myself. By giving to this ministry, 
so that others may be blessed and impacted in the same way that my wife and I have been. Well, Sherman, I'm so glad to hear that you and your wife are studying the Bible together. Nothing will do more for your marriage. It'll not only help you grow in faith, it will strengthen your marriage. And thank you for your financial gift. Without your help, we wouldn't be able to keep on reaching more and more people around the world with the good news of Jesus. We wouldn't be able to disciple them through the Daily Hope podcast. Because of your prayers and your financial support, we're able to partner working together to reach the world for Christ. So I'm so grateful for you and for your prayers and your financial support. God bless you. If you'd like to let Rick know how this broadcast has blessed you, please feel free to send him an email at rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.